Thank you for listening to Tales of Swordfall. Please consider listening to these podcasts. A long, long time ago, in a land far away named Phylor, there were four legendary adventurers. We are the Adventurers Four, renowned across the land. Using their cunning and strength, the party defeats many monsters and saves many lives. Nick takes uh-huh. a fairy blade and stabs it into his other eyeball. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> Can, can Hugo jump on my back? Do I cast Expeditious Retreat? Like, yeah. Uh, can Bob roll a d20 for me? I don't like that. I, I don't like how you ask that. D20 business. What if I rolled a one? What if I told you I just rolled a one? Come and join us weekly at How the Quest Was Won. Found anywhere where podcasts are located. Purchase not necessary. No real magic was used in the making of this podcast. Please consider supporting Tales of Swordfall. Support us by sharing this content, writing a review, or even rating us. You can also support us further by pledging less than a dollar a month. Find out how on anchor.fm slash swordfalldnd slash support. So, back in Ash's head, uh, Ran... What would your door to your mind look like? Okay, so Rayan's door would probably be a a rickety somewhat door. It's a little unstable. It may need a lot of WD-40, but it's a door. It's just barely a door. <laughs> and uh, give me a wisdom saving throw. Okay, one second. So, Nork, Ash, you see it, like, just kind of in front of you, uh, a door appear. It is old. It is rickety. It looks like it might fall off its hinges. And uh, it, it, it distinctly looks a little derelict. And uh, Maldra just opens the door super easily. And... Uh, she takes both your hands. I hope you don't mind. We need to <laughs> go into Rayanne's mind. Well, this should be interesting. Oh, okay. Let's go. So, Rayanne, you just had a dream about, you know, past trauma. Mm-hmm. And uh, you eventually get back to sleep. Mm-hmm. And where would your mind have like gone to? Like what what would be a dream that Rayanne would have? Rayanne would probably have a dream that she's getting well, she's doing like a big job, like a big sneaking job. So she's probably sneaking in alleyways, grinning ear to ear, kind of menacingly looking uh. at her prey. <clears throat> and who would your prey be? Probably some drunk rich person who's just kind of out and about, coincidentally alone. 
and there's this guy staggering there. He's still holding a bottle. Uh, he's in the other hand. He's holding just a giant sack, almost comically giant that has whatever the money symbol is for uh, this particular world. And uh, he's just kind of shouting, hey, yeah, I have this big bag of money and I'm alone and I'm super drunk. Brian is just inching closer with it to him with daggers in both hands. She's getting ready to mug this guy. And, uh, yeah, give me a stealth check. One second. Eh. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's drunk and he's alone and this is your dream. And, like, how do you start mugging him? How do you approach this? Well, first thing I try to do is, you know... Could I see if I could trip him? Um, I'm gonna say yes, you can, because this is totally her dream. Yes, okay, so I will trip him and snatch his gold. And he's like, hey, you took took my gold, but I'm too drunk and fat to chase after you. Charitable and- donation! And do you start running off? Yep. Uh, you start running, and suddenly you notice, straight in your path, there's a very attractive elven woman, Ash and Nork. Rayan just drops a sack of gold. <laughs> uh, what are y'all doing here? Uh, Ryan, uh, Milkus is in trouble. Uh, this is Herberta, uh, also known as Muldra, and we grabbed Ash in his dream, and or he just hopped into your dream. Sorry. Um, uh, Muldra is probably going to apologize a thousand times, so uh, sorry. Um, and we need to go help. We need to all group together and go help um, Milkus. And uh, Walter comes up and actually hugs you, Rianne. Oh, oh, nice to meet you again. It's it's so nice to meet you again. I'm I'm sorry that I'm doing this. I I usually would warn people, but it just in the circumstances and everything, it's just you don't have time. <laughs> and I am so sorry if I got you in trouble with Tangle. I didn't. My intention wasn't to. You yeah. help me out if. If you weren't there, I was going to probably just listen back to him. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm glad you decided to walk away. It's probably for the better, but I have a feeling that uh, your friend Ash is in great trouble. I don't know how he ended up with these entities, but I can sense them now. And I sense them plucking him out of his own dream, and uh, it's it's a mess. Alonzo doesn't have anything to do with this, does he? Oh, the weirdo. I'm going to say no cautiously. Yeah, I think so too. 
Hmm. Anyway, uh, let's go get the kid. Do you always dream so such bleak things? And she looks around at like the dark alley with like the light, like misty spray. It probably looks like uh, you know something from a Batman comic. I mean, this is actually a little bit more lighthearted from earlier. Um, this was just home. Delson. Oh, it's changed. Hmm. Well, I've always been on the slummy side, so of Delson. And Nork's going to whisper over to Rayanne and say, she's really old. She's seen it from a long time ago. Huh. All right. Um, and uh, she places both of her hands out. Um, so, Ash, actually, I want to get your reaction before we go off. Uh, yeah, Rand's dream uh, is just like this dark, gritty, like Gotham esque uh, city. Uh, like, what do you think? Um, I think it kind of bums Ash out a little bit, uh, especially because just coming from his dream where it was kind of uh, not like a like a really cherished memory, but like a good memory of when he was learning magic to like basically a, a gutter. <laughs> just like, oof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And now for the most important question. Nelkis, what does the door to your mind look like? It's like with hieroglyphics, like Egyptian, an entrance to like a tomb. It sort of looks like. Cool. Uh, And give me a wisdom saving throw with advantage. Damn, 18. Uh, so, you guys, like, Nork, you've been watching Walter just kind of smash through doors. Mm-hmm. But this one does not seem to budge. What's wrong? Is it, is it locked? I, I think it is locked. It... Hmm. Can you, can you like pry it with something? Rayan just has an idea. Okay. It's like, I wonder, I know this is a dream, but uh, I wonder if I have that key. Uh, She looks at you with interest. What, what, what key? She tries to pull it out if she can. Oh, you pull it out. And is there a keyhole? Please tell me. Um, I'm going to say yes. She's going to try to open it. Oh, God. It has some disturbing connotations, but... <laughs> so... Nelkis, you are in this dream, and you feel the whole world start to shake. 
Just tell me the name. Um, and they look a little put off by this. Um, and you can feel the whole world just vibrating. Uh, could you give me first a tether wisdom saving throw? And also give me an intelligence check. Alright, so Nilkis, you realize, despite the pain and how real everything feels, this is starting to seem more and more dreamlike, definitely, and that these women are... They're in your head, but you can tell that they have a certain gravity about them. But you can also tell something's trying to break into your head. The name, no questions asked. And Nork's going to be on the other side of the door shouting, Nelkis! Do you start pounding on the door? Uh, Yeah, Nork's going to pound on the door while Rayanne is... Attempting to use the key. And as the key actually goes into the keyhole, the door disappears. It goes invisible like it usually does, and you guys can actually peer into Nilkus's mind. Uh, right now, he is in a. Well, Nork ran. You recognize this area. It is the area that you made the deal to resurrect the. Uh, your two past companions, Lane and Horatio. And it's as spooky as it was, and it has the uh, three ladies there dressed in yellow, red, and blue. Nilkis seems to be kneeling down. You can't hear what's going on, but uh, you can fully see it. Uh, Ash, uh, give me either a history or arcana check. All right. Um, we'll do Arcana. You got a 14? 14? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, you've heard about the Fae Divine. How they're kind of a wandering group of three Fae women who either solve problems or create problems or, you know, they do a lot of things. They almost seem like a deus ex machina for stories, but it's usually everything that they do comes with some sort of price. And so, oh, okay. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to, so they're kind of, uh, kind of these like legendary, figures yeah they are they're the things of you probably especially since you were like being taught as a wizard to tread lightly around these beings because uh they could potentially just kill you on the spot yikes okay um, so, did I know what their names were? Um, not with that role. I okay. yeah, 
But you can like um, fourteen. You're you're like familiar with at least the stories and stuff. Well, what's the what's a tragic story that you've heard about these women? Um, like where they intervened and it was detrimental. Um. I'm going to say, so it's a story about um, these two young lovers um, that uh, one of them got sick and died and the other one was inconsolable and was like trying to find a way to, to bring them back or to do something and ended up contacting these beings and asked them to reunite them uh which (laughs) wasn't very clear uh so they ended up killing this individual to reunite the person with their lover (laughs) and probably trapping their souls in the same object yeah so didn't end well always be careful what you wish for (laughs) so yeah uh ran you start to turn the key uh you can see this scene happening uh, Nilkis, since the door is invisible, you can actually, uh, actually, I think light would be coming through the door from Nilkis' side because it's probably a lot, lot darker in this alley. Than... He's gonna ignore it for now. Uh, he's gonna say, and you can ask for more than one, even as many as you like. Oh, one will do. I think we'll do this quickly because it looks like someone's trying to intervene. Can I try something? Uh sure. I can can I I can see Nilkis, right? Uh you can see Nilkis, yes. Uh, uh there's just a barrier between you and him that's invisible. Um I'm gonna try and cast a message. Uh, does that have any limitations of, like, going through so many inches of thickness? Um. Actually, it doesn't matter. This is all, nothing's actually real in here. Uh, yeah, sure. Message. Um, so I will pull out my, uh, copper wire, um, and do the incantation, and, uh, say to Nilkis, um, those beings are very powerful and unpredictable. Do not do anything to them with them. This could only end badly. And Nilkis, you hear a booming voice. Um, that's Ash. He listens, but he still stares directly at um, the ladies and almost has, like, a power-hungry, like, grin on his face. Like, something just, like, snapped. And, um... Decisions, decisions. Ash, you hear... In your head, as a response, 
actually one of the maidens instead of Milkis. I'm sorry, but our deal is going through. And Milgis, you find yourself starting to become semi-translucent. Is this like a bad thing? Uh yes, this is a super uh, bad thing. Okay. Um so I I'm gonna give you the choice right here. Now Nilkis is not gonna be dead, but he's gonna be greatly jeopardized. And but okay. th there are gonna be ways to actually save him. Don't worry about that. But um <laughs> uh, this is a whole can of worms and it's exciting I know I'm like what is happening so everyone sees through the door that Milkis is becoming semi-translucent uh, Ran give me a sleight of hand let's see if you can get that key to work in this dream door yes yes okay wow. 26 <laughs> Uh, you hear the Never lovely underestimate a hoodlum. Lovely unlock and the invisible door opens, the key drops out. Uh, and you guys can come in and uh yeah, Nilkis is starting to looks like he's starting to fade from existence. Uh the <laughs> dream world that uh is in here looks like it's uh starting to just kind of crumble apart. This is Tales of Swordfall.